0: Hello, everybody! Welcome to Even Footing Games Presents, joined by your special guest, Potions and Potpourri. It's me, Kayla, from both of those places: Even Footing Games and also Potions and Potpourri. (laughs) I'm joined with some really special guests tonight. We have our co-gal pal from the show, Gay Master Keisha. Here to run a very special presentation of thirsty sword lesbians. Thanks for setting this up for us, by the way, Keisha. It's something Hi. that we've wanted to do for a while. Yeah. Also joined with us is Aaron, the uh, one of the directors of Even Footing Games.
1: Take Hello, away, Aaron. Yeah. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I'm playing in this game. <laughs> okay. Great. We wow. also have the penny
2: hi i'm penny
0: (laughs) (laughs) great who else do we have a gerblin i'm pretty sure
2: yeah that would that would be cedar hit me hello
3: i'm cedar the barefoot i'm cedar the barefoot everywhere all over the social media you probably maybe not have heard about me but that's okay some people are glad of it but some people are missing out. (laughs) (laughs) that was weird i'm in a weird mood right now i need to take my adderall (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, hopefully you can channel energy into our game. Penny, we all said where we're from. You didn't get a chance to say where you're from, if you'd like.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm Penny Lusgroach on pretty much everything. I talk a lot about role-playing games on the internet. And I run a Discord where I can teach you role-playing games. So that's pretty cool. It's called Titter Pig Academy.
0: <laughs> it's really cool. It's a great service, too.
3: I can teach you how to make bread.
2: Ooh. That's that's oh. just as good. And been, uh... What
0: kinds of schooling?
3: A lot of other
2: things. I
3: really <laughs> like my character.
0: So, Keisha, sure. take it away. Tell us about your story. What are we oh, playing?
4: okay. Wow. I was expecting this question.
0: I know. Uh, Good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> You're doing great.
4: We were playing the system Thirsty Sword Lesbians, and we're just going to play a few sessions. Uh, the story essentially is that all of the players here are going to be A Gal Paladin, part of the Haven Cooperative, which basically focuses on equality, freedom, and love for all. Those are like the main ideals that the Paladins follow. They traverse across space to every planet, to every city, Hamlet, wherever that they are needed to help those who need the help you guys are going to be sent on a very particular mission on a planet that has only just recently been discovered. So yeah, I think we have already previously discussed everybody's characters. We got some insight into their backstories and motivations for this mission, which those may come to light as we (laughs) go through the story. But yeah, I think we'll just go ahead and hop right into it.
0: Yeah, if you guys want to listen to that episode zero, you can find that over on the Potions and Potpourri podcast, pretty much wherever you get your podcast, and you can listen to us kind of talking about Keisha's ideas for the story and the sort of characters that we want to make in that, as well as giving each other some strings and just doing some like fun little role play together to get the the story started.
3: Oh no, I forgot that that was recorded. <laughs> 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 I thought I was the what, the weird one who was just role playing during session 0 character creation. <laughs>
0: you were. And that, <laughs> happened. <laughs>
2: yeah, that happened. And now everyone gets to know about it. And now everyone gets yeah. to experience it. Yeah. Exactly. That's why
3: I've got the queerdo role in the discord. Very well fitting. We well.
4: All right. We begin our story in the vast sea of space. A small ship coasting its way among unfamiliar stars towards a lone, pale planet surrounded by a thin veil of darkness. The occupants of the ship all gaze through the glass at the strange world, each lost in their own thoughts, a single question looming over them. What is to come of the challenge before them? A crackling static breaks the silence, then a voice echoing across the ship Attention, paladins! We are nearing our destination soon. Uh, Please head to the bridge in five minutes. Thank you. There is a brief pause after the announcement, then as the Gal Paladins, Knights of the Haven Cooperative, begin to make their way to the center of the spaceship to discuss their next course of action. So from here, we'll go ahead and introduce everybody's characters, what you look like, kind of how you walk in onto the bridge. And I'm just going to say we'll start with Joe. So
1: Jo is very tall and muscular and a purple skinned individual with darker purple hair. And she has at her side her broken sword and she is pretty stiff and not a lot of extra movement she's laced pretty tight and she came when she was called so <laughs> she knows where she's supposed to be following suit
4: is alpaca
3: alpaca is 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 me is i is alpaca Alpaca walks in, but is, is not really walking as a, as, a, as a bipedal would normally walk. Well, technically I'm a bipedal, but I'm also a quadruped. I'm walking um the balls of my feet and my knuckles, much like some people would call a monkey. And my tail is swishing behind me and a nice up and curled tail ring. So that way I don't drag it on the floor. Alpaca is wearing a, an array of colors, which people have quite often referred to as Owl My Eyes. Literally any scrap stray scrap of fabric that had a nice color on it, I sewed it into my clothing because I like it. I don't have a, a broken sword, but I do have what seems to be a spatula hanging on my belt along with a, a series of flowers, and I don't mean like cut flowers, like, a, like flora, I don't mean that, I mean like little sacks of like milled flowers, gluten-free, corn-free, all kinds of flowers, I could get into it, but it's not necessarily very interesting to most people, you never know when you need flour.
4: Shortly after, Penny arrives, sorry, Violet arrives.
3: What's Penny doing there?
4: <laughs> oh no, we I gotta rescue know. Penny. <laughs> They're with these. You are now an NPC. I, I
3: am so sorry. <laughs> oh no. Behind so, Penny comes uh, in Violet.
2: <laughs> so Violet is uh, also a purple-skinned individual like Joe. She's kind of like a, a dusty, pale purple, and she's got clawed hands and feet. She's she is barefoot. She's a yellow gown with like a red floral pattern on it that has slits on the side and some loose-fitting red pants underneath. With her is this shadowy serpent-like creature that she seems to call her friend. And also, Violet's very shy and, and kind of reserved, but also very curious. And she's like six feet tall with what from a distance looks like spiky hair, but has actually feathers on the top of her head that are yellow with like pink tips.
4: All right, and rounding out the gal paladin party is Quinn. So
0: Quinn comes in. They're very straight-backed, and they have kind of like a flow to them as they walk almost. You know, just very kind of loosey-goosey, but also very rigid in the way they hold their body up. They have kind of short, swept-back, like, purplish-reddish hair, that they have like a few braids in on the side, but it's pulled very tight. Like a, a high up bun almost. And they wear pretty nondescript clothes on the darker side. And they have this kind of dark hooded cowl around their shoulders so they can pull a hood up if they need to. They have a sword, but it's hidden under their long sleeve shirt. They have to always make sure they're wearing sleeves to hide the mechanism that holds the blade.
4: All Gal Paladins are gifted a sword, if they do not bring one into their own when joining the knighthood. But these are very special swords. They don't necessarily have to be actual, what you think of as a sword, but rather something that is almost an extension of the person who wields them. It's a representation of that person. Is something very, almost intimate in some ways. And so, there are those who may conceal them as they feel, others may proudly display them. They are definitely something of note, and it is a mark of Gal Paladin pride for sure. So all four of you arrive on the bridge. You have been traveling on this ship for some time now, perhaps about a week's worth. Time is kind of weird when you're traveling through space, of course, but you have already met previously. You have gotten some time to maybe know each other a little bit or at least introduce yourselves to each other and kind of begin the sort of bond since you all either were chosen specifically or you volunteered on this very specific mission. Headed by the three leaders of the Haven Cooperative themselves. They all three don't always involve themselves in missions if it's something related to just one of the three ideals, perhaps just the one leader will head that mission or quest or what have you. But in this case, it seemed like all three needed to be a part of it, and they all three wanted someone representing their ideal between freedom, love, and equality of which each paladin here is to represent and or uphold. And it's one that is of import. Some of you may be a bit newer to the Gal paladins, and perhaps you think this mission is something rather large, especially for being so green. There might be those of you who have been part of the paladins for... A while now and this is kind of just it is another challenge but you faced many before and you eagerly face it all four of you place yourselves around the large circular table centered in the room the lights dim and a hologram of the pale planet appears over that table as this appears you hear mechanical clicks and whirs from above that announces the arrival of syzygy your pilot. They descend down, dangling from many cords and cables and little bits of their hair also is like coiled around, holding tightly. You all know that Syzygy has, they call it hair, but you kind of suspect they may actually be tentacles, has yet to really be fully confirmed. Either way, Syzygy floats down hanging just above the projection and reaches out their hands to better manipulate it as needed. So you all know that this planet you're going to, there is a city, and that is your true destination. That city slash region is called Lackluster, where once upon a time, it was called Vivatia. It is told that this place used to be a rainbow city just filled with life and color and creation. It celebrated individuality. It was one of the most beautiful sights one could ever lay their eyes upon on this planet. But now what you are looking at as Syzygy zooms in closer and closer. Initially, you see a pretty standard planet with beautiful blues for oceans and pockets of green for land. But there's this spot, this almost scar, this just completely gray, devoid of any color, that is the point This Syzygy zooms in on even closer, going into that city of lackluster, where it's just so blocky, and just looking at it, you kind of almost immediately feel this sense of draining. It's just so... Blah, really. There's just not much going on. The people there are all the same as well, only wearing various shades of grey. Their very skin is also just grey, which lends to the name Ashen. These people are called Ashen, where once they were vivations. They used to each represent a color of the rainbow, from blues to reds to pinks to greens to purples. Any color you can possibly imagine, and now it was all sucked away. And it is up to you to investigate it, to find out what exactly happened. Is there a way to perhaps bring back the color, bring back what this city once was so long ago? Is there a way to perhaps speak to the ruler there, Empress Constance, and sway her to see that this is not a way to live it's just it's just so sad and dull there's no celebrations ever here where once there was a celebration for every single day there's rules that are enforced on people that they presumably say it is for the people's own good it is to create what they call a true and perfect equality, but really you're putting everyone in a box that they are not allowed to break out of. There is no room for individuality. There is no room to be different. They all have to be a cookie cutter, perfect representative of lackluster. And there is also the side mission where presumably there is tale of a meteorite that had landed in the center of the city relatively interestingly, about the same time that it was all drained of color. So there is a thought that perhaps that is somehow related. That is not your top priority, but that is something if you are able to, to try and investigate this meteorite, see if it has properties that are maybe unusual or affecting people in some way. So you're all looking at the city, and you can't see too much. You see mostly this massive metal wall that perfectly surrounds it. And of course it's not a circle, because they don't believe in curves in the city. It has to be a block. It has to be a square. It has to have edges. It has to be perfect. And just over it is a sort of like bubble force field. So you can see that you are not able to land the ship anywhere within the city and not necessarily too close to it. For outside of that wall, you see what used to be a very beautiful, thriving forest is now just this withered and crooked-looking just thicket that surrounds it, almost kind of protecting the city, even more so than the wall. You know that... You're going to have to land outside of what the Bramble, they call it, just outside of that, and make your way through there to even reach the walls. So it's going to be from here, as all of you are looking down at this, where we'll begin. You guys discuss how you want to approach this, anything that maybe you're thinking of as you're looking at this map. and. Just kind of taking it from there, uh, Syzygy Syzygy is manipulating the map here and there, twisting it, turning it, going out, zooming in as needed. But looking to the four of you for direction and how you would like to approach.
3: Syzygy, where's the big hole in the ground? I don't think there's a big hole in the ground. Where's the meteorite Uh, hole then? Oh, well, apparently... Usually those leave a bit of a hole in the ground.
4: Apparently it happened in the center of the city, so...
3: Oh, uh, that explains it. Yeah. Not to refer to the city as a hole in the ground. I'm sure that they're very nice people. I...
1: I think it was quite some time ago.
2: Jo, so you're, you're from there, right? Do you know a way in?
1: I mean, there are gates to the city but i don't think that we're gonna be able to land inside the city itself
0: i also think that we should look the part if we're gonna try and infiltrate in some way some people like alpaca here will stick out like a sore thumb and that would do us no good trying to get anywhere into the city I'm sorry, friend. I know she it's not look easy look to eyes. hide your true colors. But
3: what, what doesn't th- this? It's a city in the middle of a bramble. You think they accept exports or or something like that, or imports? Is there there's something trade? That, there's That's trade, true. so might as well you know, like maybe they have like a I don't know a gate system that allows you to you know claim your goods and everything.
2: What do they need? Yeah. Maybe we can say that we're tourists, or maybe we <laughs> go up to the gate and just ask really nicely.
3: Yeah.
1: As we've gotten closer, Joe has literally started to look paler and paler in a not natural way. She is, in fact, draining of color as she gets closer to the
3: city. Like they have to have some sort of a ooh, ashy just like adjusts her glasses and they like extend like eyes (laughs) seem like bigger yeah oh (laughs) that's
0: really cute oh
1: dear but what quinn said those of us who are from here seem to look differently and she looks at her hand and kind of shows it off and
3: you look more than differently. You've gone straight from violet to 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 cyan to lavender no. to to silver.
1: That's violet. I'm, Oopsie, I'm Joe, Joe. I mean, sorry. <laughs> but
3: I'm purple. I'm sorry. I've got poor eyesight, and I'm four foot eleven. I'm four foot ten, okay. And and I'm and I walk on my, I walk on my knuckles, and all I see usually is asses. And I gotta say, you all got a very nice set of ar- of ass cheeks. you too scissor g
4: hanging upside down little hair tendrils reaching out kind of towards you guys almost randomly every now and then just kind of like reaching over maybe touching a shoulder or just kind of very gently resting on a cheek
2: when a tentacle touches violet she's just going to like caress it with her hand
4: oh that tentacle definitely like curls (laughs) like right next to your
3: chin Alpaca will be like, who did that?
4: <laughs> yeah, there's one that's like tap tap whoop, disappears up into <laughs> into the ceiling. tugs on the tail.
3: It's like it's like in Aladdin with Abu and everything when they're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joe, you've gone from violet to lavender, and now you're starting to look kind of silver, and now you're starting to look kind of white. Yeah,
1: that. Um,
3: I can see your veins. I feel like.
1: Uh, I think it'll get worse the closer I get.
3: So. Is it true that it, people who are purple have green blood?
1: I mean, I have green blood, but I I think that's everybody. I mean,
2: <laughs> are you thinking Okay. A little bluer than, more blue than green, and I'm huh? purple.
1: Oh, are you also from Vivantia? No. I'm oh, all, I think everybody on Vivantia has green blood. Oh. I think that's. I mean, Quinn,
0: Quinn also. You have green blood. I would prefer not to talk about my blood, thank you. Unless, it, unless we're speaking of spilling enemies' blood, that's a different conversation.
3: We um, got awkward in here. Who wants She, like, slams them down onto the table. <laughs> <laughs> the project is, is gone. Having
1: worked in in um, lackluster for a while, I feel yeah. confident that many people have green blood.
3: Do you know, where the, do you know where the hole in the ground is? Then,
0: in the center of the city.
3: But like, where do they have like a monument to
2: it? Do they worship it like some sort of a god?
0: No, I.
3: The city I think seems they,
2: very. Symmetrical. Like we should be able to find the middle pretty easily, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Um, do you think they took a couple of shovels and they turned the, the the hole into a square?
0: That's exactly what they did. That was a perfect opportunity for them to create the lines that they love so desperately there.
3: Lot of and, right um, angles.
1: At this point, I believe uh that's where Empress Constance lives.
3: She lives in the, the square, square hole. <laughs>
1: There's no
2: more <laughs> hole. They what happened by? to the they hole? It's a square building. Like, if you zoom a, in a, here. So a G
3: circle G in a square peg. she so
4: reaches down and, like, with their tendrils, moves the cupcakes to a table no. and then brings back the projection. I'm sorry, I just need this for a second. Sorry. I'm sorry. It zooms back in. But as soon as they try to, like, get past that, Oddly square bubble, question mark? It kind of gets fuzzy, and you cannot see details within the actual city itself. And Ziziji frowns, and like, one of her tentacles kind of scratches her head, and they keep trying to, like, zoom in, but
3: It seems that they have shields behind that very cube-like bubble.
2: Well, you did the zoom. I think now you need to do the enhance. Can you do... You do- oh yeah, and
0: hands. That's
4: right. <laughs> and it's still just something about it is so grainy and blurry, and it just it cannot show more detail.
3: Alpaca takes off her glasses and starts like,
4: I just uh, that's weird. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. I... I mean, I guess we've never been here before, so we don't really know what it looks like.
3: Maybe Empress we need to get to, to a height.
2: The... Sorry. Maybe it just looks blurry. Okay. Maybe that's just what it looks like.
0: Pixelated. Uh, Empress... The Empress does not like people to spy on her. She likes to keep a very close and tight unit, we'll say, around her.
3: <laughs> I get it, because Cause it's all like mathematical and angles I get it haha ha. he said unit (laughs) haha I was obsessed with algebra for a little while don't judge me
4: who wants a cupcake Ziziji is already Um, eating one and as usual as they always do made sure to get some ramen to put on top of it and then they eat it
1: Joe will take a bite and what color is the frosting
3: frosting I, th- I, I was imagining that it was uh like a pale pink because it's okay. strawberry because there's a strawberry top it's a, like a cupcake strawberry shortcake and it's like kind of marble in the t- in the center
1: yeah she sticks a little on her finger and cream. puts it on her cheeks so that she has a little color <laughs> i can help you do your makeup if you want i don't i don't it was it was a joke i was I was I was trying to be comical. I won't you, do it again. I'm it sorry.
3: was funny. <laughs> well, you, you look delicious. <laughs> you look delicious, <laughs> <That's a cheat.
0: laughs> Keisha. Is this same thing happening to Quinn? Is this just happening to both of us, or to Joe specifically?
4: I would imagine it does happen to both of you. Just being near enough to this place, you can see, perhaps, maybe even feel actual color draining from your skin
3: well, that feels invasive Are you guys gonna be okay is that it, yes okay. oh
1: when we get far enough away though it comes back
3: it just takes a but while we're supposed to be going closer not farther away you're starting to look even yeah. paler than my belly and she like lifts up her shirt and there's like a very distinct like her most of her skin on the like outer ridges of her body is like a very light shade of blue but it like kind of speckles into very like pink pinky kind of mostly just around from like the v of the collarbone down to the burginal but you know only a few of you know just how far it goes towards the burginal uh-huh it's like series of like red circles tattooed all over her body a lot especially along her nose which is a derivative of her
0: home that's cool
3: you're paler than my belly she gives a little slap
0: yes it's quite uncomfortable the sooner we can leave this place the better off we'll all be
2: i'm surprised you guys see this job at all
0: quite
1: honestly the longer you're here you might also start to feel the effects. I think it's just that because our we're from here.
3: Well, they don't ha- Well, I'm not a native. Violet starts to
2: pat herself down at looking at all of the colors she has. It'd be weird being one color. like, oh no. It'd
3: be weird being one color. I can't. So this is no kind of color. Drops,
4: like, like Next to Violet. And it's
0: just like, if you need help checking more places, I'm, I'll I'm
2: free later. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I very much might need that, you know, just to make sure I'm not losing too much color. Yeah, it's exactly.
4: Just, it's, it. it's purely <laughs> medical.
0: For
2: science.
4: So as this discussion happens, the ship is getting closer and closer. It will probably be just within a few mere hours before the ship will land just outside of
3: the bramble technically we're ambassadors so maybe we could just you know request a, an audience or, or, or you could do it all sneaky wiki if you want to yeah,
0: yeah Keisha did should, oh sorry go, go ahead the, Penny.
2: yeah i think we should go the the more administrative route first like we we should go uh-huh. try to go through the proper channels and request an audience with the empress right and and us being the way
3: we are you know those those uh the people who are against or rebel rebellious would you know take note
0: do we like would we know as a group what the paragons have given us information about how to approach this place like we are asking all these questions already but do they take trade from outside are there ambassadors can we be tourists like do we have any of that information yet
4: Unfortunately, it's very, very limited and little because this is the first no one goes time where the Kalidans have even been near this planet. Okay, This is a very, very new find.
2: Yeah, So, so if anyone would know, it would be Joe and Quinn, right? Because they, right they were from there and they left.
4: Or at least best
0: guess for us, right?
2: Yeah, because it's probably been a while since you've been here, so I'm sure things have changed, but like...
0: A little, yeah. You
2: should have some idea. Of outside dealings that the
1: I agree. That they have. I I do not think that stealth is going to be helpful to us. I know, Quinn, that you might be more stealthy than myself, but alpaca and, and Violet are unlikely to blend. And I, uh,
3: oh I resent that. I can totally be sneaky and one of her pouch her flower pouches just drops on the floor and it just goes Poof. and she's like oh fuck <laughs> She's like scooping it she's like catching it as it's flying around the
2: room Honestly I, it's... I'm not I'm not very sneaky but Phantom here is and out from under like the shadow of the table comes it it looks like it's just a shadow at first and then it's basically like a snake made out of black smoke you guys have probably seen this before, but you may not have known that it was actually alive.
1: Well, that honestly would probably be very useful.
2: Phantom um slithers over to Alpaca to, for a no. quick snuggle.
1: To be fair, though, among diplomatic channels, I will probably be recognized.
3: Well, maybe that's okay. Because, like, you know... You were sent here uh, as to be, you know, like a translator or, you know, like a meet, not like a, and we're the mediators, I guess, or maybe you're the mediator. I don't know. I just work here. I
1: did not leave on good terms.
2: Oh, yeah. There was
1: no, no recommendation for a new position after
3: this one. So you have metaphorically burned that bridge?
0: Only metaphorically
3: yes.
1: I, I do think
0: zero I, do, I do think that if anybody can get an audience with Queen Constance on Name Alone it's Journey. And perhaps that's oh. our one bargaining chip right now is that Journey can come and say that she is here to speak with the Queen on some sort of treaty
3: well that wouldn't wouldn't that sound like we're trying to uh, start war with where we're from with the paladins
1: well i mean we did not bring warriors they're just four of us in one city i don't think we look like a threat really so maybe that could work
3: her eyes get really big behind her glasses and shimmery. Like you don't think I'm threatening? Little tooth hanging out.
1: <laughs> Actually, I mean I I think that on our own against four people, yes, we would be very threatening. I don't know. They <sighs> Empress Constance has enforcers and fixers and all sorts of people who are soldiers.
3: That's a weird way to say mechanic.
0: That's why I think us coming in as emissaries is a better choice than coming in unannounced as some sort of traitor or
3: Because then it'd be dangerous really if we get caught.
0: Especially for someone like Alpaco or even Violet's, where their true colors are so bright and shine so greatly, to have that stripped away from them for no reason would be traumatic to say the least.
1: Joe looks down at her hand that's really starting to be grey and says, Yeah, I can I could ask Empress Constance for for a meeting.
3: Alpaca goes over to the cupcake that you set down on the table and takes your hand and puts the cupcake in your hand, and uh, it feels very warm for a moment there, and you can smell as if this cupcake was fresh from the oven, and where it touches your hand and where Alpaca holds your hand, your hand is just around their fingers, shimmering purple again. We'll just, because, just because they try and make take away your colors doesn't mean that you're not still purple on the inside.
1: Thank you. I needed that reminder.
3: Same for you, there, Quinn, and you, Violet, and you, Sisigy, and you, Phantasma. <laughs> Hugs.
4: So, what course of action did the paladins decide to go with, or at least attempt to? Send a war pigeon! Unfortunately, you ran out from the last mission. Um. Dang it.
0: <laughs> I think we can send a message to Empress Constance and ask for an audience, specifically from Joe, but we can tell Queen Constance that we have a whole emissary with
3: us. Oh, I'm if great you... at this. And she, like, flexes her fingers and she goes over to the keyboard and she's like, oh. You up? <laughs>
1: Just, just one moment, if you might want to say Josephine, instead of Joe or Journey.
0: Oh, right. That's right. I that was me pounding think... the backspace.
1: Yeah, I, I, she wouldn't know me by
0: those, my real names. Well, Joe, I'm sorry you have to resort to that name that you've left behind just to get her attention. Me too, but
1: you know it's worth it to try and you could bring put your real name. her back.
3: You could put your real name up front, and then your dead name in per, in like parentheses if you want.
1: It's okay for this. I think I think that it would just be easier if she recognized the name
3: Josephine. You could recognize the name Josephine if you just have it there in parentheses. It's not—it's not that hard to change change somebody's name. People do it all the time.
1: Not much in in lackluster anymore, anyway.
3: What well, did everybody change their name to something very square like? Josephine doesn't sound very square.
1: Josephine—that would be was your very square.
4: Name. Everybody. Joe and Quinn would know this. Everyone had like a true name, but it wouldn't really be said outward because usually names would be more akin to Baker A, Worker C, Teacher A.E. if there are many.
3: Did we get this in the syllabus? Was there a mission log? There's syllabus.
4: Just, blah, 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 blah. and this is you just kind of like pulls out bring a bring up tablet. a syllabus of
3: our order specifically, all I know is that I'm supposed to teach people how to love I Yeah, mean, that's
4: basically it Yeah, it seems like that's one of the things apparently rumored love means that it basically will put a person above other people, that is not considered true perfect quality so therefore people will be paired as per the algorithm for what should be considered a,
3: a perfect pairing essentially- so arranged marriages
2: essentially yeah
3: that's weird
2: that, that sounds awful yeah it
1: still looks super terrible. uncomfortable
2: that
3: doesn't work that, mm. just yes. because one loves one doesn't make anyone better than the other I know it's
0: I know it all sounds ludicrous, but unfortunately this is the reality that many of us lived with for most of our lives and it is the way that things are there, which is part of the reason that we are so driven to change.
3: It's like trying to make make two people equal. One like imagine imagine an athlete, imagine a man, and imagine another man who's wheelchair bound and you make them equal by chopping off the uh, the man who stands his legs or something like that. It doesn't make any sense. Yes, you're it preaching crucial you, you make opaca. you make things accessible for everybody.
0: Now imagine being yeah. a person who doesn't fit into this sort of binary that's been created in this world and being forced to be placed into one box or the other be quite uncomfortable wouldn't it
3: well well, it shouldn't be limited to just one box because one box isn't justice it's not equality it's not true equality you've got three people (sighs) they're all different heights you can't see over the fence to watch the baseball game so you put you can't just put one underneath and one can like way too much see and and showing off the pots to everybody, and then there's the short little yeah. cat still can't see over the fence. You got a good two boxes, no books for the tall one, and one box for the medium
0: one. Quinn has walked away during this alpaca spiel. It
3: doesn't make any sense. You want a cupcake? <laughs> and she throws a cupcake at you with her tail. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Getting a cupcake. Kind of going back a little bit, how let's check in on Joe. There have been some topics that were brought up. And it seems, Joe, did you have an outward reaction of any sort?
1: I, I think that Joe was. When Suzuki started talking about arranged marriages specifically, I think Joe would have gotten real uncomfortable and kind of started backing away and not wanting to add anything to anything.
4: This definitely seems to touch on something very close to Joe or perhaps something, maybe not quite like that, but there's just something about that conversation that is obvious that Joe quiets perhaps a bit. I would say the rest of you know. So this is kind of, I start with strings for each session, one for each player to use throughout the session. And I believe I want to use one on Joe right now as memories are being brought to the forefront and this is taking you back to an instance that you very, very much recall. I'm gonna say, maybe perhaps you can roll a maybe roll heart, and we'll see what kind of what kind of beat you get from that. I have a
1: zero to my heart. However, I got a six and a four, so I have a ten.
4: You have a ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I believe is that a mixed beat? No, be you, pos- it's an upbeat. Yeah,
2: that tends to yeah. be yes. an upbeat.
4: 10, 10 and up is an upbeat. So you are able to, well, I'll let you take the reins from here. There was a moment where it seemed like that memory was kind of threatening almost to try to overcome you again. It's tied to who you used to be, someone that you tried to leave in the past and overcome going forward what would you say you do instead you say or you think of instead that immediately just washes that away
1: when alpaca starts talking about the benches in front of the kids at the some sort of sporting event that is not probably likely to occur on lackluster she almost kind of smiles and says that yes Equity and equality are not the same thing. And by definition. um, Yes. And she says it's that's what I used to do is I was used to have to enforce rules that were not being followed, and one of them being separating couples that were not allowed. That is why I left, in fact.
4: I have a hey, Yeah,
2: I'm gonna go over to Joe and offer my hand to her and, and say that Joe, it's very brave of you to come back here and try and right all of the wrongs of this place.
1: I I hope so. I and hope if- that's what I can do.
2: Yeah, and I, that would be a an emotional support move, but...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, I was like, does it do anything besides clear conditions? Because we don't have one.
4: But... Don't, yeah, maybe. not right now. But I would say with that, you can get plus one to heart, Joe, with this encouragement, with this show of friendship, of standing beside you and not judging you for your past. That's something that's really huge for Joe. So you're going to have a plus one. Forward. On my next heart roll? Yes.
2: Did, okay. you, did you want me to roll for it? Oh, do you
4: roll for... You do yeah, roll for let's emotional
2: support. And do I, it. I did not do well. So you...
4: <laughs> Oh. <laughs> What'd you end up getting?
2: <laughs> let's see. If I'm rolling... So this says heart or spirit. If I roll with heart... I have a two, and with spirit, I have a five. So, a failure either way. Really? So, whatever I said, I said it wrong, and maybe came off as condescending, I'm not sure. I, I hit a nerve with, with Joe, unfortunately, and <laughs> my words did not have the intended effect.
4: Okay, so, we'll nix that heart going forward. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. How does, how does Joe interpret this then? Well, I think
1: Joe was before feeling pretty like she had overcome it, but I think she does feel a little judged by that. So like kind of shrinks away from the conversation and kind of puts herself in the corner.
4: This is definitely something that is quite honestly, alien to Joe. This kind of show of emotion, this show of support. This was not in lackluster. Those weren't feelings in general, emotions. That was not allowed. That was suppressed. That was bottled up and locked away. So seeing this display of emotion of trying to reach out to you is just you're not sure how to respond to that.
1: Also, just yeah, uncomfortable
4: with the softness in general. That's also true. You're supposed to be hard and filled with edges, not not soft. So you kind of notes that interaction and then just kind of like <coughs> So, we'll be uh, uh, landing pretty soon. I guess this might be a good time for everyone to prepare. I'll, I'll be with the ship for the time being, however long you need. You all have a way to communicate to me if you need to. But, yeah, if you, yeah, I would say maybe within the next 30 minutes. It's go time! <laughs>
3: Okay. Will he be able to I'll communicate just... with us if we're inside that square dome? Since we can't see inside it. Oh, man. I guess we'll
4: have to see how that goes. All right. The three has complete trusted you guys, so I do too. I'm not too worried. You'll figure it out. Okay. It is. Syzygy just kind of, like, disappears into, like, the cables and everything that's hanging above, which, are those supposed to be hanging like that? Question. But she never answers it. And as she disappears, she says, probably,
3: probably. Uh, Alpaca picks up the last cupcake and holds it up.
4: (laughs) One little tendril scoops it up and whoop, brings it up into the ceiling.
3: She offers her fist for a fist bump.
4: (laughs) Another one comes down and boop. And it wiggles away. All right. So the ship lands just before the bramble and you all feel it touch ground. You have all done what you needed to prepare yourself as much as you're able to, you think. And as you hear that of the door opening You kind of all walk out together, and immediately you just, you feel like this place is, well, I would say, honestly, Alpaca and Violet, you feel like this place just is so off with how barren it is. And just dry and cracked, like, as you step onto the ground, you see, like, little poofs of this white dirt or dust, or you're not really sure, just kind of shoots up with every step the entire ground itself is just a very faded gray and before you the bramble that's literally all you see is just these twisted cracked twigs and branches and roots all just dried up and just covered in thorns it looks so uninviting almost as if on purpose as if it's kind of trying to tell you, stay away, stay out. Do not enter at all costs. You don't see a single bit of color all around you. Like, looking back at you into the ship, that almost seems out of place, because you can still see the colors inside. But beyond that, everything is just bleak and dull here. Joe and Quinn, if you were to look down at your hands, you could see that you are back to that shade of gray that you were before, having left here.
0: Yeah, you Quinn pulls up their hood of their cowl and, like, pulls it
3: all the way forward. In the just... Pride Rock during Scar's reign is this. <laughs> I, don't I don't understand the reference.
2: Like... I don't think that they like visitors here. No. Hasn't got anyone
3: to do trade in a while. They lift up their knuck- they lift up their hand, and their like little knuckle covers, uh, like eight different colors, both of them covers, just like covered in this white dust. And she's like, "And what is this stuff? What's it's, it taste like?"
4: It Not is very, sour. very dry, almost sour. Honestly,
3: it's sulfurous. It's, it's like it. Is is it? It kind of
4: seems a little ashy. Yeah.
3: Just ashy. Is this meteorite ash? Um, Was somebody just degraded here.
4: <laughs> All across <laughs> the
3: earth.
1: <laughs> uh, it's been like this for a while. I I don't know where it came from. All right. But similarly to Quinn, Joe just kind of puts on like a cloak so that because she has sort of. Leatherish armor that is brown and therefore not the right color gray, and so throws a cloak over it. Was I supposed to bring a cloak?
3: You two have Yeah, cloak. I, feel, I, I, was that, have I was. I was. I didn't get the memo.
1: It's it's really nothing. You don't need one.
3: Oh. Oh, okay. All right, but you they, said my thumb was going to be sore.
0: The cloaks aren't approved attire anyways so it's probably for the best that you don't have them I had forgotten (sighs) it's been a while we'll stick out like sore thumbs regardless of if we're recognized or not
4: so you all step out from the ship and you turn perhaps to wave goodbye to Syzygy and they with all of their little tendrils and tentacles all waving to you guys, giving a thumbs up, like, you got this! As the door closes behind you. You turn to face towards the bramble and begin to walk in. I guess this is it.
2: We just go on in, right? Is it r- like a road?
3: Or a path?
4: You look about to see if there is any such thing, but as far as you can tell, it's just that dry cracked ground as far as you can see
3: is it dark in here amongst the brambles the brambles it does
4: seem like the further you go in the more tightly knotted these brambles are
3: and that's annoying and she like reaches into one of her flower pouches and draws out a handful of flour smashes it against her other palm and it becomes dough as, and it begins to rise in between her hands as her hands imbued with solar energy rise up a beautiful loaf of bread small enough for alpaca's teeny tiny little hands and then she just kind of turns it and just makes sure she gets all the edges and makes sure it's very very crisp and it seems to glow with its own bright light and then she just like a like a Looney Tune, just like swallows it whole, and just goes. Oh, it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. My mouth's really dry now. And slowly, alpaca just begins to glow and emit a circle of light, which lights up the darkness. Wow! Mm-hmm. Ah. Illuminated crust.
1: Um, Quinn.
3: Roll plus daring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry,
4: I just realized that. Yeah, is this an ability? For... Yes, it is.
3: Sun Hand Baking and I would like to Im- you, uh, imbue it with power. Uh, All right. So you roll plus Daring. Where are my stats? I've got a plus one Daring and I'll roll a nine plus one. So that's a ten. Beautiful. Ten plus, you choose one. Okay, and I chose Illuminated Crust.
4: Excellent. It works beautifully it almost seems shocking to quinn and joe to see such a bright color in this bramble
3: it's many different colors yeah it's it's not like shocking but it's like those slow led lights that you see behind gamers on the behind them in their screens and they're just slowly turning from one color to the next
4: so a very like almost calming Type of color.
3: It smells sweet. I would say. Well, actually, alpaca smells very sweet right now.
4: I would say, with that, because you rolled an upbeat and succeeded, you actually even notice that it's just so vibrant and warm that as you are walking forward into that thicket, you see some of the thorns kind of fade away and little leaves begin to peek out. Here and there. And they have, it's very hard to tell, but if you looked closely enough, they have the faintest hint of green.
3: Alpacas, oblivious. (laughs) (laughs) Of course.
4: (laughs) Quinn. Beer.
1: I was uh, very concerned with what was going on in the city, but there was a path in trade before. Like, people. There were supplies, right?
0: At some point, I, I guess there was. It's been so long, and the, the city really changed quite a bit in my time there. I think the trade was so long ago that I'm not even really sure how it operated or who we would trade with. But I know they must have allowed people in at some point. Do do you think that the city has just become more and more closed off over time? I just... I don't know that I was aware of
1: it. I just assume that there must be. But I was only ever concerned with what was going on inside the city.
0: Well, as far as I can tell, Empress Constance has led us all to believe that she's able to provide us with everything that we would ever need during the self-same regime and that we should want for nothing so I I feel like the lack of trade is on purpose
1: yeah it's you know it's it's been a little bit and I honestly I feel like my memory is fuzzy of this place sometimes like parts of it maybe like
0: syzygy's map it's almost like we were living in a hazy gray cloud for a long time
3: could also be trauma do you want some sunflower loaf she like hands (laughs) a slice out to everybody it's it's shaped it's like a it's shaped like a sunflower Oh, that's uh, so like cute. It's like a little mini, like, honey cake. little mini, like, honey cake. It's got some honey on it. It's not too sticky, though.
1: Joe looks at her hand a little bit to see if the honey cake makes it purple again. Yeah!
4: Why not? Boop. It does not. Oh. It remains colorless. Yeah.
0: Quinn puts theirs into, like, a pouch or something.
2: And Violet immediately begins eating and is just like, Oh, Becca, this is lovely. Did you, did mm. you make, when did you have time to make this?
3: mm mm-hmm. Oh, please. We had, we had like a, we had like a whole hour before we landed. After well, our meeting.
2: That's what you were getting ready? I thought we were like supposed to get our gear together and like. I was getting my gear together. And yeah. Like for. i got my gear. Training.
3: I mean, I carry my flowers all the time anyway.
2: Yeah, I guess that's
3: true. You know, I had time to throw together at least 10 plus recipes. Yeah, 10 plus recipes. (laughs) Uh, 12 according to the dice, but still. (laughs) Anyway, there's more where that came from. Well, actually, there's not too much more of the sunflower loaf, but, you know. It's all for the plot moving forward. You continue into the bramble,
4: and... I would say that let's have like a collective roll of grace from everyone to see how well you maneuver through these branches and avoiding all of the thorns that are reaching out trying to like scrape away or snag, poke and prod.
2: I imagine Defy Disaster is like our generic move when we're just doing things and it doesn't fall into another move, so...
4: So would this be yeah. like a Defy disaster? I, I would think. say that
2: it, it it could be. It says that you're doing something extraordinary or averting imminent danger. And using grace would be swiftness or elegance. So we're trying to move swift or elegantly through these <laughs> dangerous brambles. So I think that <laughs> qualifies for Defy disaster.
4: Excellent. Yeah. yeah. They're, it almost seems like they... You could swear as if they're trying to, like, reach out on purpose, trying to trip you, trying to snag, trying to, like, cut and slice. So let's see what kind of moves you guys got.
2: Yeah, I have a 10.
4: All right. I got an 8. I also wrote an 8. I got a
1: 6. So, in addition to whatever happens, I think also I dropped my sunflower cake and it gets covered in
2: ash yeah. human, human ash. experience. So. oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: no so, yeah, every time you, you fail you, yeah. you will learn from this at the very least you know yes. but yes so Violet how is it that you're moving through here so that none of these like snag at you or catch you in any way
2: Oh, it's simple. Phantasm is whispering things in my ear to <laughs> warn me of things that are happening, and I'm sort of hacking and slashing with. I didn't describe my sword. My sword is, if you don't know about snakes, their jaws are in two parts. They're mm-hmm. not, it's not connected in the front. My sword is one half of a snake's jaw, like a giant snake's jaw, and so it's like it's got the. It's like sort of serrated but it's made entirely of bone and it's you know got the teeth as the blade and i'm hacking and slashing my way through and sort of like spinning around all of these all these branches and and vines and everything
4: yeah violet is expertly navigating through all of this not a single scratch like not a single snag anywhere to be seen, hacking away. It was a brilliant move to think of using the sword, cut through instead of trying to just straight up dodge it. And I would say as you're kind of almost like dancing through the bramble, uh, you actually see a faded path that leads towards the city. Cause it's so easy to get lost in here If you just kind of headed in and you took too many turns, you don't really have much of a bearing because the sky above you, you can't see the sun. It's always just this blanket of gray. Now you have somewhere to kind of direct you, lead you in the right direction. For Alpaca and Quinn, you guys, how are you going through the bramble? Did you also kind of think up anything like that? Are you just trying to step away? your way through as best you can.
0: Well, Quinn is kind of like flowy, so they're kind of like rolling their whole body through the brambles and kind of like putting an arm out and then like moving around that like area. They almost seem to be more like gliding through it like water.
3: For Alpaca, it's basically like a game of hopscotch. And like duck low is like super spies. and also there's a lot of like and like sounds of uh alpaca smacking vines and be like, Unhand me, you cad! No touching, <laughs> you stop that.
2: So, I, I have an image in my head of how Quinn's movement is, and it's like it's flowy but like in a subtle way, like they're moving. Just the minimum amount that they need to to dodge whatever is happening is that is that accurate to
0: yeah, that's actually quite accurate, yeah, but it's very why. like smooth and they're not there's not like a lot of like jerky sharp movements or anything
4: for both Quinn and alpaca, you are relatively getting through this bramble, but every now and then a branch might snag at your cloak, and now there's a tear in it or a hole. There's little cuts on your arms and legs. There are little slices that they manage to kind of like pierce through. But I mean, if anything, maybe it kind of cuts where it shows like just a hint of their chest, perhaps, or a little bit on their sides. You know, you look like you kind of ran through it with all the scrapes and everything, but it's not displeasing.
3: We look perhaps. like Kirk after a mission in, from Star Trek, except l- less. Le- it's too early for the titty window, though. <laughs> you just make your more outfit look cooler. Means I can <laughs> sew another patch on it. <laughs> there you go.
4: Yes, more reasons to put more patches.
3: More flowing blah,
4: blah, blah. Joe. black <laughs> yeah, you completely are just bumbling through the bramble you lost the food it dropped into the powder no longer edible you know you can't eat that anymore it's really sad it, it is that is a huge bummer yeah, for sure, it,
1: everywhere e- the way that quinn moves is like the exact opposite of how joe moves <laughs> <laughs> joe moves super straight and super rigid and d- does not do a good job of avoiding
4: anything it's all those drills from being an enforcer
3: that was just like turn around and just see joe looks <laughs> like it's like an accordion her her clothes just like fall off.
4: <laughs> oh no
3: <laughs> like an accordion sound <laughs>
4: And at some point, Joe, there's a particular branch that really catches you and you can't quite break free. Like you're kind of hooked onto this branch and now you're stuck. It kind of had managed to grab some of your cloth on your side and it's got enough where it's piercing through, but you can't like just rip it free. You're stuck in this bramble kind of being left behind as everybody else is managing to get
3: their way through. What do we um, have to roll to notice that one of us is missing?
4: I don't think you would have to necessarily roll that. I don't think Joe
1: would call out. I think she would try to get her sword and see if she can cut away at what the branch that is trapping her.
3: All right. It's been 20 minutes. Time for another snack. Who wants another sunflower cake? Hello? Where <laughs> did... We lost... Hello? How'd we lose the big one? Wait,
2: me, Joe. the other big one.
3: She's like seven feet tall.
2: Oh, the other big one. Yeah, I'm only six feet tall.
3: <laughs> I don't, don't Joe no.
2: is are seven are you? feet tall.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Find like the cake in the dust and like, oh no.
4: <laughs> Where has she gone?
2: Did you describe
4: She's... your sword yet? joe it is a a very plain
1: jane kind of steel sword that probably any soldier would have except that it's broken in half and so it has only it has a I mean it has two sharp sides but no tip no just a jagged end where it
3: got cut off circumcised yeah sorry <laughs> that's a way to put it
2: joe one one thing i think joe might do with a sword after leaving um would be to decorate it slightly like very slightly like like put just a little bit of color on a the single sticker <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute
1: <laughs> <What a laughs> what about star. Yeah. she yeah. tied a ribbon around the hilt. There you go
2: yeah yeah that's that's kind of what I was thinking and I'm like just like how very touch of you. self-expression that she's allowing herself
4: <laughs> <laughs> Joe you hack no. away at that branch and you manage to cut it clean through and as it kind of crumbles it doesn't just like plop to the ground you see that it just like it turns to dust and it turns into that white residue that you've been seeing all over this place. And it's you, all over my cake. Yep. All over your poor cake. And from behind you, you hear movement turning in time. You see a person before you, and it's not part of your Gal Paladins. It's someone else entirely. It almost looks as if this is an actual humanoid of the Bramble itself that's stepping towards you. They are very spindly, Their skin looks like the bark of all of the roots and deadened trees that's all over here with that same very grayish pallor. Their face is very gaunt and in place of what could be hair, it's just crooked branches that sticks out at random. You see these narrowed eyes glaring down at you as if you have disturbed them. And they say, who has dared enter the Bramble without permission? You are not to be here. And you see them drawing what looks like just a very long, kind of crooked and thin branch that's sharpened to a point. And they aim it directly at you. That's awesome. Okay,
0: well, thank you for joining us, and be sure to tune in to the next episode of Even Funny Games Presents Thirsty Sword Lesbians. Catch you on the next one.
3: For the sword fight that's surely done by lesbians. <laughs> or at least some sort of queerdo. Next yeah. time. Queerdo. <laughs>